What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Super Thwack Podcast. This is episode 89. Um, we're back today with another episode. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. What are we talking about? Uh, we we uh, we, ah. we start off with a little bit of uh, something I've been excited about for like a week now, ever since we found out when it was coming out. It's a little bit of the uh, Clerks Three trailer. The Clerks Three trailer finally. I I I I I I <laughs> <laughs> I saw the post about it like a couple months ago, and then I forgot until you said it today. Yeah, I was like, oh shit. I was ugh, I was literally like at the liquor store with it on a timer customers were coming in what the fuck are you watching it's like don't worry about it just leave me alone and then i got really lucky because it was like dead when it actually premiered um and then after that we talk about a little bit of uh we talk about healthcare. <laughs> we talk about uh pro wrestling once again and yes. then we finish up on a little bit more about like uh austin butler and Elvis. but uh please enjoy this episode of the podcast we will see you guys in a moment It doesn't, I don't know, it just feels cheap to me still. It doesn't I, feel, I don't know. I think it feels at least closer to Clerks 2 production than Reboot. It, it looks too clean, if that makes sense. The cinematography. It looks too, like, Clerks 2 felt like a felt like a movie. I don't know if that makes sense. This just feels, like, too cheap looking. I wonder who the cinematographer is for it. I want to find that out really fast if it's on there. When oh, the dude, I looked at the, the uh, cast the list for God of War Ragnarok. Uh-huh. That shit is amazing. A lot of people that like I absolutely love as actors that are in there, like uh, Ryan Hurst is playing uh, Thor, the dude who play. Uh, you watch Remember, Remember the Titans? Yeah. Uh, the dude who gets paralyzed. Okay. Him. He's actually a really good actor after uh, those movies. All right, so all cast and crew, cinematography by Liren Kafanov. Shit can happen. Shit can happen. Okay, now I'm really wondering. Did you think that Eminem playlist Justice made was bullshit? <laughs> I didn't even look at it because I just assumed he put every track. In. It was you know, basically <laughs> almost every album. I was like, come on, like, come on, bro. <laughs> fuck all right so let's see the cinematographer has done things such as has done things uh, honestly like nothing of note that might concern me slightly he has done he was the director of photography for two episodes of star girl and then something called shark man that released this year it was like a nine minute short uh, i mean i really just hope it's not as bad as uh What's it fucking called? Uh, reboots cinematography. I felt like that was ass. Yeah, it was. It and was it, really weird. And even though like the clerks are like small scale movies, mm-hmm. they still feel like big compared to this. I don't know. I don't know how to explain what, the vibe I got from it. I, I can understand what you're saying. I I definitely feel like 
I don't know. We'll, we'll talk about it. It doesn't feel like a major motion picture. <laughs> I think that's what I liked about Clerks originally, though. But even it, watching it now, it feels like a major motion picture. Only because we've built it up in our heads that yeah, way. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, if it wasn't so, for how much we love it and how many times I've seen it, I don't... Yeah. I know people who have still never seen it. Mm. 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 So it's like... Mm. Mm. That's true. Huh. Will you? I guess the main thing is like Clerks Two feels like a comedy of that time because there's so many comedies during that oh, time yeah. that I don't know. I guess that I guess I, I <laughs> especially the humor. Yeah, yeah. Because there's not as many comedies out now that are like that. Is it already recording? Yeah. Okay. Um, We've been recording for a minute. Okay. We've been recording. Shit can happen. Shit can happen. Shit does happen constantly um where do you want to start with this do you want to just jump right into the big one um <laughs> we can do like a quick rundown of each one and then go into the third one okay okay yeah this is the uh, clerks episode then yeah this is the clerks 88 89 89 <laughs> shit we are 89 <laughs> 89. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, so we're talking about the clerks and shit. The clerks? Shit can... Okay. So. The clerks? The clerks. Not just clerks, the clerks? So the clerks came out in 1994. I geeked out today. What? Uh, because I watched the trailer for clerks as a clerk. <laughs> oh, my... Ah! It was beautiful to me. All right. Did you? Is there the kids in the movie? Obviously, right? Dante's kid is in the movie. They had a kid. Rosario Dawson got pregnant at the end of the second one. Ooh. Yeah, I didn't notice. I would assume. I didn't see a. I didn't kid notice in the a darker looking kid. A <laughs> darker. Well, you can get. I get you. <laughs> I mean, she's fairly light skinned too, so that yeah, might not I be feel like you. You'd, you'd pick him out. Albinos exist. <laughs> yeah, true. Um. All right. <clears throat> so, what part? Do so you want to start with Clerks One? Yeah. Um. Gonna... Yeah. So the Clerks came out in 1994. I like how you say the Clerks. Clerks <laughs> came out. Okay. Yeah. So Clerks came out in 1994. It was Kevin Smith's first movie. Indeed. Uh, it started one of like my most diehard fandoms, just point blank, period. Diehard? That reminds me of that, um, <laughs> that Eminem line in uh, the Bad Meets Evil intro song to the... Uh, have you heard the album? Uh, Bad Meets Evil? It's been Held forever. a prequel? Okay. Or he's talking about David Carradine's, Carradine's some... some uh, I'll, I'll keep going. <laughs> All right. Um, so, for those who don't know... Uh, I am a huge Kevin Smith stan. Like, I, I like Kevin Smith and will defend him the way Justice defends Eminem. And I mean, this is more understandable. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't have as many misses. Damn it, I can't find it. As Eminem did. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, he, his quality and work has gone downhill over the years. But if I ever feel like I... And like losing faith in him or his direction, like as a director, I have to go back. I literally went and watched Clerks again last night in anticipation for this for like the thirtieth time. Damn. Um, 
And I, I don't know, every time I watch it, I feel like I pick up something new. Like little scenes that like I didn't notice certain things about before or just just little stuff. Yeah. Um but these are some of the best written characters that I've witnessed over my lifetime. And the nice thing about Kevin Smith is he will lay everything out on the line anytime he talks about whatever. Like he really doesn't have a limit he'll talk about everything no matter how embarrassing it is anything like that even if it makes him look stupid he will put it out there to kind of give people hope for when they decide to make something yeah and that's honestly one of the biggest inspirations i had working with you on the butterfly was just kevin smith in general especially looking at clerks Mm. it was uh, another reason why as soon as you came to me and you're like ah you know like the color corrections kind of like getting a little wonky here and there on some stuff you're like should we just do it black and white i was like please god yes <laughs> yeah. like it just felt like a nice little nod yeah and fuck i think even in the next one whenever that happens um maybe not to have the whole thing black and white but i think certain scenes should be black have and sections white. oh and then you just stop at sex <laughs> have sex no no i'm good thanks no. i'll pass yeah but um, yeah so yeah but anyway Yes. Um, so, I mean, there are many things. <laughs> there are many things this film does right. Uh, the original Clerks. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I mean, there, there's a couple things you could probably do without here and there. But berserker part is great. I love the fucking Berserker part. Do you want to suck my cock, <laughs> Berserker? <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. Um, but, yeah. All around, like, this was our introduction to Jay and Silent Bob. Yeah. Dante and Randall. The Quick Stop. There are so many, like, little things in here that have lived with me in ways that other films haven't. Like, the go-kart scenes uh, in Clerks 2. and There's the, a lot of deep shit in Clerks 2. Oh, yeah. I, I, I will say, I think I like that one a little bit more that's what i'm hoping that he is in the third one like if, if it's just fucking cheesy the whole time with no heart i'm gonna be upset i i'm really interested to see um elias's character more in this yeah it looks really far gone from his old character but it makes sense with the influence of randall yeah it's like it's not the direction i pictured in my head because originally i thought it'd be cool if it like made him completely like opposite of what he was yeah like he'd be like a straight like ladies man he's like a baller and shit. right but <laughs> that would be interesting yeah. too he almost doesn't look like the same person now either though so <laughs> yeah no it's uh but he, he definitely looks based off of the trailer which we'll get into in a moment he looks a lot less straight laced yeah he still looks straight laced just not to the degree he was yeah um Clerks 2 brought us uh, a couple of additional characters that were absolutely fantastic, like Elias, like uh, Rosario Dawson's character, Becca. Was it Becca? Give me a moment. Oh, wow, I feel like an uh, asshole. I just want to uh, make sure really fast. I'm like 90% sure. Becca? Rebecca? Rosa Rosario Dawson's character was named Becky. Ah, fuck. I was really close. Fuck. Um, and... I mean, I had a huge crush on Rosario Dawson going forth from that movie for did a really? long time. Yeah, I never did. Really? No. I, I think it was this movie that did it for me. I don't know why. What? No, what? just nothing in particular. Just like I liked her acting. I liked the film a lot, and oh, she's like one of the like four women in this. <laughs> okay. So I mean, it helps. 
Uh, Kinky Kelly. Kinky Kelly and the sexy stud. Yo, where's Kinky Kelly? I am Kinky Kelly. <laughs> this is the stud. <laughs> Kelly can Kelly be a guy's, guy's name, name too. too. Hey. <laughs> very disturbing it is it's um, very disturbing it makes me feel like i just took a t- trip to tijuana hey. um so real quick synopsis synopsis for both films clerks one is basically a clerkin. day in the life of a clerk yeah they clerkin they clerkin they be clerkin um it's the day in the life of a clerk especially on his day off it's why you get the line i wasn't even supposed to be here today a million fucking times i've said that in real life a couple times I have to. Because it pertained to the... But then I always stop myself because I feel like I'm a cheese ball afterwards. (laughs) Like, this doesn't... This isn't okay. (laughs) Um, Oh, and they play hockey a lot. Yes. Something that I didn't... It's completely gone in Clerks 2, which made me sad. All the hockey references. Yeah. But it's also wild because while Kevin Smith is not a very big, like, sports fan, he loves hockey. Yeah. Like, I read his book, uh, Tough Shit. It's hilarious. But he has, like, whole sections just dedicated to Wayne Gretzky. It's wow. insane. Like, he loves Wayne Gretzky. I mean, Wayne Gretzky's a fucking G. If you look at his tallies and his stats, yeah. he's insane. Um, but, yeah, you get the rooftop uh, hockey game, which is a big part of the plot initially because his boss calls him on his day off and says, hey, so-and-so called in. I need you to come in. I'll be there at noon. I promise, blah, blah, blah. He's like, all right, well, you better be because I got a hockey game. He shuts the store down for like 15 minutes until they lose the puck or ball or whatever yeah. uh, uh, while playing hockey on the roof. And then I love the part where they break off and go for the funeral. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but esten- essentially, it's a day in the life of a clerk and he's going through like an existential crisis. He's not happy with the relationship he's in. He's not happy with his place in life. He's just overall kind of having like a quarter life crisis. Yeah. And it's... Like, the dialogue is, like, presented in a way to where it just feels like you're watching, like, two normal people talk. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It's very fast-paced. And yeah. that's the only part where, if you look at it, it feels unnatural. Because there are whole moments where they're, like, just bitching to each other. And it's just bam, 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 bam. And you're like, they're not even breathing. They're just hauling ass. Yeah. And it's kind of beautiful that way. Yeah. But at the same time, it is slightly unnatural. Mm-hmm. But it's fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. And then, so, it's just a, like, a, should we do spoilers? I mean, it's been a fucking 25 years. years, 28 yeah. years. Oh, shit. <sighs> I'm getting old. We getting old. This film is older than us. It is. But not by much. Not but, much. Um, so, Clerks was the initial catalyst for Kevin Smith's career. Took it to Cannes, got it picked up uh, by some uh, not-so-savory people, as oh. we would call today. I mean, Bob Weinstein's still fine, but... Yeah, and then Miramax yeah. was a thing back then. Yeah, Miramax picked up uh, the option to take them, and then after that, we got Mallrats, Chasing Amy. Which is really good. Fantastic. Uh, Jay and Silent Bob, Strike Back. back. And then we Dog got... Oh, wait. Was Dogma, Dogma came was before, before Jane. Jane yeah. Okay. So we got Dogma, Jane Silent Bob, Strike Back. Then we got Clerks 2. Mm-hmm. And a really solid catalog up to this point. I mean, Jane Silent Bob's not so much like critically acclaimed as it is like another cult classic, especially yeah. for comedy, mm-hmm. where like Clerks, you can make the argument for it not so much being a comedy and more or less a drama. 
Yeah, there's a lot of fucking dramatic yeah. themes in it. Um, and like I know way too many stupid fun facts about Clerks. It's kind of disgusting. <laughs> like the reason for the black and white and stuff like that. I, I, I've spent way too much time on Kevin Smith yeah. podcast, but um, I don't even remember what I was saying. Uh, oh, so and then after Clerks uh, two, his catalog starts slowing down. You get Jersey Girl, which wasn't very well received. never hear about that one a lot. No, but I mean, it definitely gets a lot more love now than it did when it originally came out. Is it on HBO Max? It should be. Chasing Amy is. Maybe then. I can't guarantee anything. Okay. Uh, Really good movie, though. I do enjoy it. I think it got more backlash uh, just because of the J-Lo and Ben Affleck stuff that was going on, and they had just had Geely come out and bomb like a couple months before. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So it had automatic hate based off of that. George Carlin is fantastic in that, and Ben Affleck's amazing in that. I think it's honestly one of my favorite roles he's ever done. Wow. Um, And Liv Tyler's in it, so that helps, too. Uh. And then after Jersey Girl, do you remember the next thing he directed that was big? F, that was big, or is it just the next thing in general? Just after the next what? movie. Jersey Girl was... 2004. Give me a minute. Cop Out was next then. Ugh. I think. That was like 2008, eight nine. I'd rather not speak on that one, but I do agree we need we need to touch on it. Huh? It's, it's, not, it's not a horrible movie. It's just very mediocre. Is that the next one then? Uh, let me see. I'm trying to find the full filmography. Find it, goddammit. There we go. All right. So, uh, so yeah, Clerks, Mall Rats, Chasing Amy, Dogma, Jane, Silent Bob Strike Back. Uh, the Untitled Prince documentary that never came out. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, and then in two... Oh, wow. Actually, didn't realize this. 2004, we got Jersey Girl. And then we got Clerks 2 in 2006. Oh! Um, After that... Then it was Cop Out. No. What? Zach and Mary make a porn. Ah, fuck. I forget that's I love that movie. I forget that's his. It it almost doesn't feel like his. It doesn't. The production quality is very different in that one. That's what I mean. It feels more like an Apatow film. That's what But that's because of Seth Rogen. Yeah. (laughs) So... Because it has mostly Apatow actors. Yep. Uh, then you do have Cop Out. That one I feel was way had way too much a studio interference. Had it no felt s- like, and then it also had too much Bruce, Bruce Willis. Willis. <laughs> so, um, uh, after that, you got Red State a year later. Uh, I've seen p- uh, videos of people calling that his most underrated. I will agree. It is fantastic. Have you watched way it? Different than what he did. No. That is one I will need to buy, and we'll just have to do a watch along for the podcast. It is, okay. it's a straight horror film. Yeah, like it's even more like horror oriented, in my opinion, than Tusk is. Okay, it's Tusk. I don't even consider that a horror. No. I mean, there's horror elements, but it's I, like I'd a dark f- comedy. The first half reads more like a horror movie, and the second half, where it should be scary, it's a black comedy. <laughs> yeah, it gets very laughable. Yeah, yeah. Red State Michael Park is that his yeah name? michael parks yeah. michael parks he, he's fantastic he's in red state and in tusk yes uh and then his next big film after red state was tusk in 2014 then we have one that a lot of people talk shit about but i actually really still enjoy yoga hosers also has our boy austin butler who just played elvis in it oh yeah he was uh, really is good he a there. small role uh he drives the plot forward for like the first half of the film ah. him him and his friend do um, there's this thing called Holidays that I've never seen from 2016. 
Uh, is it a feature? It has no rating. It's an hour 45 minutes. Did he actually direct it, though? That's what it says. Is it an anthology? Maybe. He probably like, directed a section. That might be interesting to look into. He's directed a couple episodes of TV shows like The, the Flash, Flash and Supergirl, Supergirl, The Goldbergs. And then Jay and Silent Bob Reboot was his most recent one uh, to be released. And he still has other things that have yet to be released, like uh, Kilgore was here. Uh, there's still potential talk about that Moose Jaws movie he was wanting to make. Oh, Kilgore was here. Is that coming out? Uh, so, Kilroy, sorry. Kilroy? Uh, it does not yet have a release date. But the way he made that one seems really interesting to me because he went to a film school in Arizona and basically was able to use all the film students to help him make the film. They gave him a bunch of ideas and they basically got experience out of working with him. That's cool. Which is fucking amazing. Like that would be like my dream. Yeah. Um and that one is more of like an anthology thing. Okay. So. Uh so yeah, and then we got the trailer today for my most anticipated film of 2022. That's now that, now that Batman's gone. Wow. Batman Batman over Clerks 3. But just narrowly. Mine's still disappointing. Boulevard, assuming it's come, it comes out still. But because it was like last week, Ari Aster said that he hasn't even ha- he doesn't have a final edit yet. Oh, so I'm like, oh, so it's probably not coming out this yeah. year, unless he's close. Yeah. So yeah, if even if that doesn't come out, that's I wouldn't say Clerks Three is my most anticipated the rest of the year. For the rest of the year, for me, I got to Okay. And I'm not even saying that means I guarantee it's going to be good. It's just what I'm most excited yeah, yeah, for. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see it, though. Yeah. It's just, this is one of those things that, like, I can't let go of that fandom, no matter how many times, like, he does stuff that I find questionable. Right. <laughs> like, uh, I'll stick around for a little bit longer. Um, so, you want to just start with watching the trailer? Let's watch the trailer. All right. Put on the put on the trailer. I might uh, make a to couple. Watch the trailer. Huh? I might pause it a couple times just to uh, comment on a couple of Easter okay. eggs. Come on. Love how we get the hockey scene at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> I love how he still calls him Mr. Dante. He dresses kind of goth. Sarah Michelle Geller. We got Fred Armisen, Sarah Michelle Geller, and Ben, ben Affleck, Affleck. Yeah, all saying the iconic <laughs> line. Um, and then uh, I wonder if they'll have any bigger roles in the film. That'll be interesting. It, it's always amazing to watch his cast of actors he works with because they're always the same. Sarah Michelle Geller is a recent addition due to the. Uh, Masters of the Universe TV show he did uh, on Netflix because she plays Tila. Okay. So. I love this reference. <laughs> and I love the Chulies <laughs> thing yeah. in the back. 
No way. Justin Long. Uh, he can't play the same character he did in the last two, which sucked. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, Randy St. Randy. Yeah. <laughs> that stuff was fantastic. And then this right here with the gun, you know what that Easter egg is about, right? The original ending for the original oh, Clerks. Oh, yeah. He's supposed to die. Yeah, he was supposed to yeah. get shot. And I love the little uh, double talk on it. I, I wonder if the guy they got to do that part was the was one who got cut from the original movie. That'd be yeah, I bet it is. Yeah, this one's distributed by Lionsgate, which he hasn't had a major distributor in a while. Uh, since Red State, really? And Tusk. Yeah. Tusk is A24. Well, that was A24. Yeah. Before A24 was really a thing, though. Yeah. So. That was very early stages yeah. of A24. And then Red State had a distributor. Actually, that's not even true. He distributed it himself. They, <laughs> You know the name of the production company for that film? No one. It's a uh, production company that him and his friends started. And they named it after someone they really looked up to. They called the production company the Harvey Boys. Oh. Yeah. That Harvey. <laughs> <laughs> Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> and uh, apparently there was a lot of drama because he showed up to the premiere at uh, Sundance, I want to say and would not quit fucking talking during the whole movie because he was trying to watch the Jets game at the same time. Like, he was being a dick. So, Kevin Smith lost it on him and said, I would never do this shit to you, so get the fuck out of here, basically. <laughs> Damn. Which takes some balls to do to someone who, like, set fuck, your career yeah. up. <laughs> um, and, I don't know. It, it's definitely exciting that he is finally working with a production company again because, A, it says something about the quality of the film because... Hopefully. Mo yeah. Most studios, unless they're just trying to bank off of a name like a Kevin Smith, um, will be a lot more selective with who they produce and yeah. who they work with. So that gives me a little bit of hope. It also means he's not going to four-wall this one, which, as much as I'll be sad not to go see another uh, Q&A it'll be nice to not have to sit in the front row to watch this one. Yeah. That was the only thing that bothered... Well, that was the main, the first thing that bothered me about going and watching Reboot. It was just nice that we were actually be able to, like, right next to them during the q &A. Yeah, that was like, right there. Yeah. Um, I guess the biggest thing for me, like, when I talk about, like, the cinematography, it almost feels like a sketch comedy show or something. Okay. I can see that. Um, I'll say... I do miss when it was a lot simpler, especially with the original clerks, because due to budget restraints and such things, he wasn't able to do certain shots certain ways. Yeah. And now that he has like, for lack of a better word, it's obviously not unlimited, but compared to what he had, like unlimited funds to make what he wants, uh, there's not a whole lot that he need that he can't do now. Yeah, as far as directing goes, because now he can get booms, he can get all this other stuff for the cameras and actual lighting to where he doesn't have to present the film in black and white and yeah. stuff like that. So it'll definitely, definitely be interesting to see 
what he picked up over the years as far as like how to shoot things, but also it comes down to the people he's working with. And while the cinematographer he has for this film has done stuff, it hasn't been anything of note. So that does kind of scare me. Yeah. But I'm a little bit more optimistic with this one than I was with reboot just because there were shots in the trailers of reboot where I was even like, just, I don't know. The shots felt almost uncanny. Yeah. Like it, it, they just didn't fit. Like, especially if you're used to his style, cause he's mostly worked with the same cinematographer his whole career up until right around red state, because the same dude who shot clerks one shot clerks two. And then now he's working with Disney. I think he, uh, was working on the Loki TV show or one of those, uh, big ones that has been on Disney plus lately. And he got a bunch of, uh, like rave reviews over that. Mm. So it's wild to see clerk started a few careers that have actually like lasted. Yeah. But, uh, so it, it does, it does scare me though for the cinematography, but I guess it's more of just a wait and see thing. I'm not as worried about it this time as I was two years, three years ago. Yeah. I definitely more optimistic. Cause I feel like when it's clear, cause I feel like he, he's going to come like with his a game a little bit yeah. more. I think he has to. Otherwise, yeah. I mean, it's that this could, if it doesn't go well, be like the death nail in his career. That, and you can just ruin a franchise. I also think he's doing something that looks somewhat risky just with doing the film at all, especially based on the trailers, because Clerks 1 takes place in a day. Clerks 2 takes place in a day. Mm -hmm. This already is going to take place over multiple days, because you have the initial day where he suffers the heart attack, and then you have all the subsequent days where they would be shooting a film. Yeah, so it's definitely larger scale in that aspect. Yeah. That's the thing that scares me the most, is... You're changing the entire time frame of the film. Changing the time frame, and he has more room to mess up if he does. Oh, yeah. There's a lot more jumping around and stuff than should be necessary. Yeah. Uh, so that that is very uh, worrying, but, I mean, I've sat through other stuff this dude has done that gives me enough hope, I should say, at least. Yeah. <laughs> um, is there anything in particular you're looking forward to seeing in Clerks 3? Hmm. I'm curious to see um what's his goddamn name again? Elias. Yes, I'm curious to see what his <laughs> character arc is. Um to see how different he is from Clerks 2 to this one and I wonder, see what he's up to. I wonder if they make him gay. It almost seems like it. Because just because of the one thing where he is dressed up as like a goth which yeah, there's multiple scenes in that and there's a dude he's standing next to too that was what kind of makes me lean that way but at the same time it doesn't mean anything it, yeah it just would be the most in my head one of the most logical ways to advance his character yeah because of what happened and to yeah. make sense because he was like super christian and all that and then i, I really want to see if they do anything with pillow pants yeah <laughs> i mean i highly doubt that ever gets brought up again but yeah it's some wild shit and there's an opportunity to make like the heart attack stuff or whatever dramatic like say if that comes like in a moment where the t- it gets the tone shifts mm-hmm. and it gets taken serious for a little bit that can be like where like some of the heart can come from i'd be good with that yeah because yeah i can see it happening there and i don't see where any other like deep parts can come from i can see that i mean i think that 
you're always able to do deep stuff with the relationship between Dante and Randall. Mm-hmm. That's always been the strong suit with the series. Especially in the second one. Oh, yeah. When they're in, in jail. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was like, damn. And that is the one thing that I will say I might dislike Clerks for just slightly more because it's like an almost instant resolution. Mm. Oh, after just like a couple hours of work that you don't see. They're just like, okay, we're fine again. Like, hey, you know. Let's try to fix this after they just like beat the shit out of each other. Right. <laughs> so you're like, ah, but at least in clerks two, there was like a progression to fixing the relationship. Yeah. So I almost don't want there to be any butting heads in this one because it just feels done to death. Yeah, I can see that. And I don't know, in a way there kind of has to be, I feel like. I don't think it necessarily even has to be really? between the two of them, though. Okay. Because I, I think this is something that's more one of those things that's more like, hey, you have to have support. I would be... See, I don't know, because it's hard. I don't want to, like, fantasy write anything, and especially because it is really hard to think of a way to do anything without giving them some sort of conflict, because it's something they have to get over. Yeah. Unless... It's more just, this one's just Randall's story of him trying to find a reason for living other than just the film, like maybe finding a spouse or something like that. That'd be an interesting angle to take. Especially because you'd have to figure out who the fuck would want someone like that. Like, he just doesn't seem like a, uh, he doesn't seem like spousal material. Yeah, definitely not. And you notice, too, like, they don't show a whole lot of Rosario Dawson in this trailer, either. You only get the one thing, uh, maybe two things. Uh, the one in the movie theater where she's like, I believe in you or whatever. Yeah. And then there might be one more I can't remember. Mm-hmm. I think she'll be in the movie more than oh, yeah, that, obviously. Is. But I don't think she's going to be the emphasis. And I don't think Dante will be as much of the emphasis as he has been no. in the last two films. And she's the biggest name in the movie. Other than, like, the cameos you got. Yeah. yeah. You, it's kind of hard to compare her to Ben Affleck right now. Because yeah. his he's in a weird spot. He's not really, like, got anything big going on other than his relationship. Yeah. So, but he only works with him when he's doing J-Lo shit. So. Yeah. Um, G-Lee part two. <laughs> no. I don't think that could get greenlit. You'd have to be, like, masochistic to, like, try to make that movie. I would do it if I had the means <laughs> to do it. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> I get to work with those two? Fuck it. Let's Fuck go. it. Uh, that'd be wild. Yeah. You would get fired immediately, though, because yeah. you'd make some fucking Infinity Stone jokes. and Depending on, how, like, how much fucking money you put into it, too. Yeah. <laughs> make it in fucking budget, budget of $200 million. Oh. <laughs> oh. Gonna be blacklisted. What Hollywood. would you need $200 million for? The sex scenes. Why do you need $200 million for sex scenes? For the sets. Where are you having them fuck? On a spaceship? Elaborate places. Like the back of a... Fuck! What's the line? It's from Mallrats. It's... I'm gonna... uh, Have sex with her in in a really uncomfortable place. It's like the back seat of a... Fucking what is it? I don't remember. Because the, the line comes up like four times in Mallrats. I have to look that one up. Fuck! Look it up. I'll do it right now. It, it's it's one of my favorite lines from that film, too. Um, Do your legs ever itch underneath t- long socks? 
Yes, all the time. They're itching like a <laughs> motherfucker right now. All right. Uh, so. Hey, you know where they're going? They screw people in a really uncomfortable place. Really? Oh, fucking come on. Really? Yeah. Uh, Fuck, it's not even the right spot. Damn. 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 Oh, that's bullshit. It didn't even show the lines. Show the lines. It's fucking stupid. Did you even show the lines? Oh, very uncomfortable place. Did you even show the lines, mate? Eh. Like the backseat of a Volkswagen. Falling in love with you. <laughs> what? Uh, uh, so, he says, I went out with him once after we dated. He tried to screw me someplace very uncomfortable. He said, what? Like the back of a Volkswagen? <laughs> they said it like six different fucking times. It's beautiful. Um, that is the one thing I will say Kevin Smith is fantastic about is his comedy. It, the comedy never misses. It can just be put in better places at times. Yes. I, I've never groaned at a joke he's made unless it was like during a podcast. <laughs> I guess that's true. Like, I've never like w- cringed or anything at a joke in one of his movies. Yeah. Because there's always something in a movie where I'm like, eh. Oh, yeah. It, it, it's never, th- at least it's never that. I mean, go watch Yoga Hosers. Maybe your mind will change because <laughs> there's some questionable stuff, but at least most of it's still like chuckle worthy. There's yeah. no joke I've ever heard from him. During one of his films where I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding. You're right. <laughs> like, this is ridiculous. Did he get pissed off? <laughs> <laughs> um, other than the cinematography, is there anything specifically that you're... <laughs> what the fuck was that? Is that you? Yeah, that was just like... That was horrifying. That was <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, like, acid reflux. It was weird. Is there anything you're not looking forward to from this film other than potentially the cinematography? I'd say the writing overall. Um, I don't think we really, we even kind of touched on it, but um, like he's fully capable of writing something like really good. Oh, yeah. As we've seen, like Chasing Amy is like, you'd be like, he wrote that. Oh, my God. It's so good. If you told somebody he wrote that, they'd be like, what? Right. This is a guy who 20 something years ago. The only reason he even met his wife was because there was suspicion that he was he ghost wrote Goodwill Hunting. People wouldn't accuse him of stuff like that now. No. <laughs> uh his his quality I can't even say really his quality. It's just like I don't I don't know. I guess yeah, his quality of work yeah. ha- is not the same as it was 25 years ago. Yeah, and I don't know I don't know why that is. Maybe he's just at a point where he was just writing shit to just have fun. He but, does look like he's at a part in his career where he's yeah. just enjoying it. But he can't just do that for this. Like, right. So I hope the writing's on par. That's well, the one thing I'm like, well, one of the things that I'm worried yeah. about. Well, I think initially he was starting to go in a more risky direction with some of his films. Hence 
tusk and yoga hosers and the thought of moose jaws down the line that he was wanting to do. Um, but after his heart attack, it looks like he really took a step back and he started thinking a little bit more about his legacy. And that's why a lot of reboot changed from what he had originally conceptualized. And then, I mean, it's the driving conversation behind clerks three Randall would have never had a heart attack in clerks three. If it wasn't for Kevin Smith having a heart attack in real life. So that has recontextualized his career overall. And you can argue whether it's for better or for worse, but there's a lot of room for him to do good or do really bad. Yeah. So just be cautiously optimistic, I guess. Yes. And um, no official release date. Just says fall. Which drives me fucking fall. insane. I'm guessing September, October. I'm okay with fuck. I swear. If this movie comes out while I'm out of town, I'll lose my fucking mind. When are you going out of town? September 23rd through October 8th. Oh, I was like, that's... I'll be gone for 15 days. Why? I'm going on a cruise. Uh, it's a 11-day a cruise, uh, nine different locations. Okay. It's going to be wild. For some reason, I never had interest to go on a cruise. See, I've never been crazy interested in going on cruises. It smells it's, like Mexican food right now. It does. <laughs> Actually, anyway. smells really good. Um, but so I, I was never interested in going on cruises when I was a kid because my family always wanted to go, but they always went to like Caribbean places. And while that's cool, like it just wasn't ever really my cup of tea. But now me and my wife are going on a European cruise and that actually excites me because I'm really interested in like heritage and stuff like that and like vikings basically so are you gonna you're european no that doesn't work <laughs> what are you gonna say i'm gonna say european that ass or something. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> no comment that means yes um <laughs> european cruise fuck yeah it'll be interesting it'll be fun i can never even dream of going out of the country why not just gotta get a passport poor you're not that poor. you're not poor i'm broke poor is a mentality broke is a fact <laughs> see that's my favorite quote from uh which dave Chappelle thing was it oh yeah he's like dad i'm so tired of being poor he's like hey we ain't poor we're broke <laughs> yeah. there's a difference uh because poor is a mindset that very few men ever recover from yeah so i'm like i like that as a mental aspect it was funny leading up to it but it's like it's actually a good way to live by because yeah. like if you don't view yourself as like unredeemable or like being able to get out of something you're gonna keep yourself down yeah yeah no i probably can go to europe if i wanted to i just gotta save up money for it but that'd be cool i've always wanted to go to like ireland um i've always I wanted to go to, go to what else in japan uh tijuana isn't that's europe? uh in <laughs> mexico <laughs> uh no i wanted to go to ireland uh spain seems kind of cool spain seems fun um uh, auschwitz no that's a um, that's in germany yeah. and it's not I mean, i'm sure you could go i mean i think they have a tour there actually i mean, I mean yeah it'd be it's interesting fucked. to take a tour oh yeah it's fucked i might try to do that while we're out they there. have a holocaust museum somewhere i don't know if it's in germany but it's somewhere i'll try to go to, i'll try to go to Anne frank's house while we're out that's in amsterdam she though, was a deaf it? one right <laughs> i guess she is kind of like Anne frank no it's like helen keller with the disabilities <laughs> 
what movie is that? Clerks 2. Oh, shit. <laughs> he's, he's, he's like, I guess she is like, kind of like Anne Frank with the diary and all. No, he's like Helen Keller with the disabilities. Oh, it's United States Holocaust Museum, so it's here. Isn't that at the Smithsonian? Why the Jews? The Nazis. <laughs> That's what it says. Uh, let me see where it is. You might be right, though. Um, genocide prevention? Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, my God. My God. Where are you? You uh, fuck. <laughs> God damn. Like, you, okay, here we go. Location. Yeah, it's in Washington, D.C. Okay, so it's probably really <laughs> close to Smithsonian, if yeah. not inside of it. Um whoa um excuse me but yeah our uh europe seems pretty cool where's the your cruise going Uh, to so it does this really weird loop you start in uh you start in copenhagen denmark then you go down to berlin germany which is obviously not like berlin berlin but like wherever the port is right outside of you get to stay at these places for a little bit uh so in Copenhagen, I get to stay for two days, and then each place I'm just there for like twelve hours. There's a metal festival in Copenhagen every year. That's called Copenhell. That'd be dope. Yeah, it's a bunch of like black metal and death metal bands. I like it. Yeah. That'd be fucking sick. Yeah. I would love to go there to watch black metal shows because that's like the birth of black metal, right in Norway. Norway and Sweden. Yeah. You might fucking die. There's a good chance you might get stabbed or something. That's fine. Yeah. At least I'll have a cool story. Yeah. Um. So. Then we go to Berlin. Then we go to Oslo, Norway. Oh, no. We go to Gothenburg, Sweden. Gothenburg. Gothen. Oh, I wish fuck. it was Gotham. I got excited, too, when they were telling me about it over the thing. Uh, so then we go to Oslo, Norway. Then we wrap around to Edinburgh, Scotland, which I'll have a fucking blast Scotland. there. I'll fucking come back talking like an idiot for two the months. The land of Gerard Butler. <laughs> He's Australian. He's Scottish. Gerard Butler? Fact check me. I'm thinking of Russell Crowe. Sorry. Yeah, Russell Crowe. Yeah, <laughs> Russell Crowe. He has a good movie called Romper Stopper, where I'm... he plays a neo-Nazi skinhead. Really? I might have to check that shit out. Yeah, my dad watched that a lot. Nice. Um, and then after we go to Edinburgh, we drop down to uh, Amsterdam. Hey, hey. And prostitution. We... <laughs> I'm with my wife. No. <laughs> Get her one too. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> I'm not into that. Um, and then we drop down to uh, Brussels in Belgium. Brussels. That's where Brussels sprouts came from. This fucking guy knew it was coming too. Uh, and then we go to Paris. 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 Home of the French fry. And I think I hit nine with this last one, London. We stop in London and we stay there for two days. Home of Hogwarts. I, I dare you to go true. to a train station and try to run into a wall. I think that the school from Hogwarts is actually in Scotland. Really? Yeah. What a fucking I'm bunch not of frauds. Go, I'm not going to that fucking train uh, train depot and trying to run into nine and three quarters. I do it just to... <laughs> you know how many people probably do that every day? I know, but I want to do it. <laughs> people running into it with a so fucking hard shopping cart. So hard to go to the hospital. Oh my God. <laughs> that wouldn't be a fun trip. Free healthcare. Uh, yeah, I guess so, huh? But does that apply if you're american though it does if you go to canada at least i know that so if you fuck yourself up here can you just go up there while you're still fucked up a lot lot of people will do that like especially around niagara falls 
if you get injured around Niagara Falls, people will be like, well, it happened in Canada. Let's go across the border and get some free health care. It happens Why can't all the time. we have free health care? That's fucked. Well, here's the thing. All right. Quick politic run. Do what I'm talking about, politics. We're not going to get into opinions. We're just saying how it would go. We're just saying. There are a lot of people on each side. Some people are like, hey, I shouldn't have to pay taxes to pay for other people's health insurance. And other things. That I, I, I get the argument. Yeah. But then you also have the argument, hey, if we're doing that, you don't have to pay for health insurance anymore coming out of your check. There wouldn't be a very big difference between what you are currently paying for health insurance and what would be taken out tax-wise anyways. But then you'd be able to not have to worry about Everybody. bills yeah but it's the argument of hey i support me i support my family i shouldn't have to because it also drives taxes up through the roof which people freak out about yeah i mean because it is a big thing but people don't realize the fact that you're already paying for this and it would it pretty much equal out yeah so, so the only difference is you wouldn't be paying for the bills and shit themselves yeah. the other uh issue with a lot of this version of healthcare, yeah is the fact that a lot of your choice for specific tings treatments okay. go away mm. because it would all be government funded and would have to be government approved because mm. they're not going to sit here and blow money on someone wanting a pair of fake tits. I've always wanted a pair of fake tits. <laughs> <laughs> Just to motorboat myself. You ever hear about gold dust? Uh, oh, the wrestler? Yeah. What happened back him? in the day? Like he, they had him like portraying a gay guy on screen and all this and that. Oh, shit. He literally went to Vince McMahon and said, Hey, I want to get fake tits for the character. And they're like, okay. He's like, I'm serious. Like, I want to go get like fake boobs implanted. And they were like, no, that's not necessary. <laughs> You're fine. We're good with what we're pushing already. <laughs> I, I was listening to an interview with Cody Rhodes. They're like, was your brother serious? He's like, I don't want to talk about this, please. So, do you think he did it for the character, or do you think he did it for himself? He did it for the character. I mean, he was married. Okay, but you know, I mean, it doesn't, doesn't mean, mean anything. anything. I'm just saying, like, I think it was dedication to the character because that family is like fucking insane. That's the family of the dude who tore his pec, right? Yeah, Cody Rhodes. Okay. Yeah, uh, Dustin Rhodes, Cody Rhodes, Dusty Rhodes. Was Dusty Rhodes Goldust? No. Who was Dustin Goldust? Rhodes? Oh, okay. Because yeah. their real last name is Runnels, but dusty roads was a play on dusty roads the song no like just the idea of it oh we are he was like working class kind of no guy wind. oh okay so yeah it was kind of like that and then it yeah. just went down the road um you could portray a working class wrestler see i would really i've been interested in trying to actually uh do that for a while don't be interested just do it it's expensive <laughs> $3,500 for uh, three months worth of class. Oh. <laughs> so, oh, oh, start a GoFundMe. That might not be the worst idea. I think it would be fun. Uh, the only issue is I already have so many tattoos that it would be hard to uh, build a character. Uh, you can kind of do something comic book based. Yeah, and then I have like, I'm. I have like Viking tattoos too that don't go with the rest of them. I mean, it'd be kind of cool if you wore like a. Like, uh, what they, do we wear Speedos? What the fuck are the underwear? Yeah, they're Speedos. Yeah. Wear a skin-colored one. So no. it looks... No, listen. <laughs> wear a skin-colored one, 
and then wear a cape and just a black like eye mask like just like, like a, a domino cheap mask? One, like a cheap yeah like- <laughs> and then you just run out there no boots i'd feel like i was sexually assaulting somebody <laughs> yeah. I, I couldn't do it i would love to do it. i mean i've been uh progressively getting in better shape uh over the last two months which if you do it right you can play to a certain base i'm not doing that either because i know exactly what you're saying and i am not coming do it. out i'm not coming out as the neo-nazi wrestler <laughs> that would your be, uh, name is just neo no my God. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh fucking hell neo with the beard it's wild no i i, I no, but that'd be cool if you did honestly i've definitely considered it and i think once stuff evens out a little bit more with the liquor store and we're in a little bit of a better position financially yeah that'll be the next thing i do especially because it's not far from the liquor store the training school that i was looking at it's over at uh jeffco fairgrounds nice so have you seen the movie fighting with my family yes uh do they still do that obviously they have their own training like that wwe nxt nxt yeah where you have to like come up with like a like a you have to do a monologue and shit Oh, yeah. Like they did? Well, they used to be a lot more uh, in-depth with uh, the... I can't say used to be. They're really in-depth with, like, promo class and stuff like that in WWE because they want to put somebody on camera that they know can deliver a promo and isn't going to stumble, and if they do stumble, they can recover. Because you know how embarrassing it is to have dead air off of someone you're trying to promote? You're just like... (laughs) Yeah. Like, I've seen some pretty embarrassing promos, but... Most of the time, no matter how embarrassing it is, they put a smile on and they just keep going because it's what they're told to do. Yeah. Uh, I will say I like AEW's promo styles a lot more than WWE because they're less scripted. Oh, okay. And they're... More improvised? A lot more improvised and a lot more like emotionally driven. People actually seem passionate about what they're saying, whereas like WWE, their promos have gotten so cooker co- cookie cutter-esque that it's just very bland to watch at times. So you try to go to AEW? That would be my preference. Honestly, if it was up to me, I'd probably try to go to New Japan first because that is where I think you get more experience than anything else because they're very traditional. Isn't that where Chris Benoit wrestled first? It's where Chris Benoit wrestled. It's where Chris Jericho wrestled. It's where Eddie Guerrero wrestled. And you have to actually go to Japan. Yeah. They tour Japan constantly. You have to move there probably? I'm I know it wouldn't work with my wife, <laughs> but yeah, that's... If you're getting paid for it, it's your job, then yeah, she has no choice. Oh, she would be miserable, though, because her whole thing is I married someone who would be here. So, like... At the end of the day. I mean, I'm sure she wouldn't complain about the checks, <laughs> but... Yeah. It, it would be a fun job. Yeah. I, I know there's one thing, like, in wrestling culture that has changed enough now where I would be a lot more comfortable, but 20 years ago, I would not have probably felt comfortable in my current mind state it is a very heavy like drug and drink abuse uh yeah type of thing but there's a huge um straight edge culture in wrestling now mm. it's wild you got your cm punks your kenny omegas your young bucks uh darby allen's stuff Still, like that. Uh, stone cold no definitely <laughs> no. not definitely not <laughs> yeah. uh he pedals booze <laughs> yeah, uh so like stuff like that drink a beer. has made it even more interesting to me over beer. the years drink a beer I think more beers. <laughs> I think New Japan would be the fun way to break in, but AEW would be like the more fun, like lasting career. Right. So, um, fucking do it. 
can you think of anything else for this podcast? More than anything, we wanted to rush in and get a little bit of Clerks content going. We wanted to rush in? Um, oh my god, no. I haven't heard about anything from that in a while. Uh, last night or the night before, there was like six people killed uh, in a residential area by tanks in Ukraine. Tanks! <laughs> by Russian tanks. I like playing tanks on uh, <laughs> Wii Play. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's forever ago. Yeah. That's wild. Not that. That's a fun version. I like bowling. Bowling was fun on Wii Sports. I like how we turned uh, the Ukraine war into a Wii conversation. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, honestly, I haven't heard any... It's like to put to the side a little bit. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. It's... It's not... I don't know. I I will just say that it doesn't seem advantageous to cover it anymore because people are getting sick of it because we have so many issues here that we're not taking care of there's a lot of issues here (laughs) we've we've neglected our own issues so much to focus on other countries that people are sick of hearing about it yeah and honestly i don't know i i still think that this i I said i think it's gonna end like by by the end of the year i think it will be is what i thought so yeah honestly this feels like something that has been going on a lot longer than we even know about so it's like it's gonna settle itself back down almost like it is the way it feels yeah the actual war just started this year but like problems have been going on forever because it wouldn't just start february right january february February, something like that so that's just been going on for half a year already yeah so fuck that went by fast it did um yeah i mean it, it sucks my my wife constantly is freaking out. Still, she, she cannot get off Facebook, and the, because I haven't seen anything about it on Facebook. But you also don't look for it. Oh yeah. As I don't soon look as for she it. talks, as soon as you talk about something like that around your phone, it pops up constantly. I talked about a fucking Thor kettlebell to my wife, and yeah. then afterwards, it did not stop showing up in my fucking feed. And then I went and bought one. Let's see. I'm really in need of a new wallet. I'm sure you'll see a bunch of Ridge, a bunch of other shit like that. Facebook? Oh, yeah. Let's see. Uh, Nope. Ad for Elvis. Uh, Trans girls are girls. (laughs) Nothing wallets yet. We'll see you later tonight. Oh, it's always like shortly thereafter. It's just the way it always feels like, especially when you go on like Snapchat and go through people's stories and how you have the uh, ads in between people. Yeah. That's where I see it the most. Even on Twitter, I'm not seeing anything. Hmm. Maybe I'm immune. Or maybe I'm not on... They don't know who I am. They don't know where I am. I will say I'm on my phone an excessive amount, and that's probably why that happens. Ah. Um, but, I mean, I think that happens for a lot of people nowadays. Yeah. Can you think of anything else for this uh, episode? You know, there's a lot of people saying a lot of things. I'm really curious where you're going. You didn't get the reference. No. Explain, please. Elvis? Oh, I, yeah. It's right. I a lot of things. <laughs> I love the yeah the pinky. <laughs> you gotta listen to yourself. <laughs> I still say that movie is fantastic. Austin is. Butler, dude, he deserves a lot more love than he's gotten. Like he like at a certain point in the movie, you don't even see Austin Butler. You just see Elvis. Yeah, dude. There are so many points. Like I think part of it is him. And I'm not going to deny that because he oh, yeah. did fantastic. But the makeup and like set production stuff alone helped that image of like blending the line between Austin Butler and Elvis where yeah. there were moments I legit 
could not it like it wouldn't have surprised me if someone told me hey that's like actual footage of elvis that they like cut in yeah it was that fucking wild yeah it definitely didn't feel like an impersonation at all especially that last scene for his last performance yeah that like when it actually switches you're like what the fuck yeah like there's no it just doesn't feel real yeah and i was so he sung all the early songs mm-hmm. himself but from 1968 on they mixed austin butler's voice with elvis's voice to make it a little bit more yeah i think that makes sense and i i think that probably did more to even strengthen it yeah so yeah because all the other ones you hear is just austin butler yeah i mean that's fantastic for someone who's not traditionally trained to be a musician he, he he's actually a guitar player oh really yeah hmm. yeah i watched an interview with him uh essential items or whatever that he, for gq mm-hmm. and he says he's been playing guitar since he was like a kid nice so, i wonder i wonder like singing i don't know yeah because that, that vocal lessons alone are a fucking nightmare yeah do you see the bad behind the scenes of him singing a song for like the actual like rca record people uh-uh. yeah it's pretty cool huh i'll have to check that yeah be dope boston um, butler do you say boston butler i mean no i swear I, it's no, like said boston. boston i mean that'd be a cool name <laughs> boston, boston butler <laughs> Austin Butler now, like, I that's, Boz Lerman said one of the reasons why they chose him is because he's relatively unknown, so it'd be easier for people to buy in to him as Elvis, because that, it, that way would feel less of an impersonation, because if, because Miles Teller and Harry Styles were in the running too. Ooh. Miles Teller looks like Elvis, like, look-wise more, but it would have felt like an impersonation, I think. And I don't think I would have been happy with, uh, Harry Styles. Yeah. Just because of knowing his musical past, like, it wouldn't... Yeah, and that's the, that's the big point too, even with Miles Teller, a lot of people know who he is. Yeah. So with Austin Butler, a lot of people don't know who he is, so it's easier to like transition in. Yeah, I mean that's fair. And but I'll, now everyone's gonna know who the fuck he is. And good for him, man. It's about time. Yeah, and now he's filming Dune, the sequel. He's oh in, fuck yeah. Yeah, so now he's, he's fucking huge. I still gotta watch the first one. <laughs> I, I I do and I don't. I'm just excited that they're actually starting to put like Timothy Chalamet with people more his caliber uh, skill level. Yeah, and like seeing. Him with guys like Oscar Isaac and stuff like that. Like, I got really excited. So I do need to finish. I need to start watching that film. Yeah. Um, I think that'll be about where we cut it for the week. When did our last one come out? Last Wednesday, Thursday. Something like that. Wow. Something like that. I don't know. Well, um, you might go to college. <laughs> my name <laughs> is anthony stevens my name is elvis personally. no my name is damien Lee. this is the super thwack podcast we really appreciate you guys watching uh make sure to like subscribe comment on instagram twitter facebook tiktok especially youtube uh leave some comments let us know what you want us to talk about in the future and make sure to listen to us on apple Podcasts and spotify it really helps us ah uh, like rate and subscribe on that it really helps us reach out to other viewers we really appreciate it see you guys next time peace